We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're here. I wish I could keep this feeling. I wish I could keep this feeling. What up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. This week's episode of The Corner is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. You know me and Andreas are always covering events. We're always writing articles. But when we do have time to sleep, we lay our head down on a nice, pillowy soft premium mattress from Casper Mattresses. Casper is revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and going straight to you. No showrooms, no middleman. Everyone's seen those creepy guys trying to follow you around the department store. None of that anymore. You get your hands on a nice premium mattress by going straight to Casper Mattresses. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I got to get my rest. So Casper Mattresses is the, is the goods. I'm telling you right now. So listen, you can get $50 off of any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com backslash the corner and entering the promo code the corner. That's one word, the corner. That's casper.com backslash the corner, promo code T H E C O R N E R. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. It is a mini episode. Kel Dansby here riding solo. It's my birthday weekend. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Um, we didn't have a lot of time to record a full episode this week. Andres Hale is working from the Champions offices in L.A. I was in Vegas enjoying my birthday on Thursday, so it made our scheduling kind of weird. We couldn't record on Wednesday because he was traveling to L.A., and I was already drinking and celebrating. So I flew to L.A. to enjoy myself at Harry Potter World. My girlfriend set everything up. It was amazing. When I was flying in, Andreas was driving out. 
So our schedules did not match this week. We're like, man, we just got to roll on one more week without a podcast, get back on a schedule every Wednesday, bring the heat to the people when they deserve it. But I was like, you know what? I woke up. It's a Sunday morning. If you're listening to this, I don't know when you'll listen to this. And I was like, you know what? I want to give the people a podcast. So I'm here riding solo. But like I said before, it's my birthday. I do what I want. 29 years old. And I want to talk about wrestling. And if you guys don't like wrestling, why not? By this point, you've been listening to the show long enough that you should appreciate wrestling. At least be a little curious about why we talk about it every week. So we have New Japan going on this weekend. Battle of the Super Juniors. Excuse me. Best of Super Juniors. Great tournament. Osprey versus Ricochet. Dot, dot, dot. Dive. It's everywhere. Randy Orton lost his damn mind attacking the Indies. But that match was incredible. Watch all the days. Osprey versus Skrull. It's going to be hard to see who comes out of that B side of the bracket. Uh, make sure you guys look that up. New Japan World's only $9.99. It's just like the WWE Network. You probably get a little bit more bang for your buck as far as the pay-per-view wrestling is concerned. The Network, it's hard to compete with all the other extras. But as far as pure wrestling, New Japan is the wave. And if you got to spend $20 a month on wrestling, it's not that crazy. So make it happen. Very enjoyable. What else? Last night, NXT. So if we run down the NXT card, right, it might be top to bottom the best NXT card we've seen yet. And I know people are like, what's mind blown? It didn't have a bad match. So you started off Drew McIntyre. He's kind of, you know, hitting the ground running, developing his character. I would have loved to see him wrestle Aleister Black. But for right now, they're both kind of baby faces or McIntyre is a tweener. So we don't know what their characters are, but that's a great future matchup. Uh, should have saw Cassius Ono on the card as well. Once again, he's a babyface. Don't know where he's going. And this seemed kind of more of a transitional, as far as storyline, pay-per-view for NXT. It's a long build-up until NXT Brooklyn 3. So we're going to get really good feuds. They're going to build them uh, really well through the course of time. So don't worry. It'll be fixed. What else did we have? Uh, standout match. UK Championship. In my opinion, it's going to be hard to top this as the best WWE match of the year. Not just, you know, NXT, not everything included. 205 Live, WWE main roster. And this is coming, you know, on a weekend where we're going to see AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. And that match can't top what Tyler Bate and the Bruiserweight did at NXT TakeOver. Those two, the chemistry was great. They gave us a little taste of it during the championship match when Tyler Bate went over and actually won the title at 20 years old. It was a great story. He came back with the grown man beard. He had the, the Drake glow up going, so no more just wispy mustache. Came with the grown man beard, looked like a champion, and that was all fine and dandy. But Pete Dunne is a superstar. You look at this kid, there's just nothing about him. That screams nice guy. He's dastardly in every way. He is a heel's heel. And that character they've been building since that tournament, attacking everyone. William Regal warning him. All of these little things have been going on since the United Kingdom Championship tournament. And eventually you knew they're going to put the strap on this guy and he's going to shoot to the moon. And they didn't do it too fast. They let it build. Even the UK tournament people, they kind of went under the radar, appearing every now and then on NXT. Then it's like, okay, they're just showing up at a pay-per-view. Then boom, explosion, because they have a five-star match. If I give it six stars, I give it six stars. I'd be on my Meltzer. 
throw as many stars as you want in there. Everyone who was there um, last night in attendance said it's probably the best match they've ever seen live. And how could you doubt that? It built perfectly. There was never any lows. There's no rest periods. Every move had a purpose. Each guy got their offense in. Everyone looked strong. Perfect match from front to back and perfect decision with Pete Dunne taking the strap, holding the UK championship in his mouth, letting it hang mouthpiece in. That guy, he's going to be more than a UK champion. He's one of the guys you peg and say, that guy's going to be main roster and he's going to hold one of the major titles one day. And the heels coming out of the UK, no, no disrespect to the, you know, like the faces and those wrestlers. I, I think in my, what Finn Balor is probably the last great face to come out of the UK. And he spent seven years in Japan and got over as a heel in the Bullet Club. But natural heels, you have Marty Skrull and ROH in New Japan. You have Pete Dunne, UK Championship. You have Zack Sabre Jr., PWG, and he was also in the um, Cruiserweight Classic. And those three are carrying UK. I mean, as far as he was concerned, it gets no better than that. And apologies for me for skipping over Will Ospreay. So Will Ospreay is a great face that came out of the UK. And his skill set, you know, screams face. It's a Cruiserweight, high-flying but now in New Japan, he's showing that he can do more than that. He's showing that he can technically wrestle. He's showing that he can add some strong style when needed. He's athletic to do enough to do anything. And he's a guy I feel like in the long run will get pegged in 205 Live if he does come over to the WWE. But that's why he's not there yet. He's young enough that he's like, I want to show that I'm well-rounded and I'll come over when I can be a main roster champion. Not that there's anything wrong with 205 Live, but... You know, it's just, it's not his wave. I feel like that's why everyone's delaying it and coming over later. So, UK Championship match, everyone's like, oh, how are you going to top that? You probably couldn't, right? So, we're not going to lie, but everything else held its own. So, we had the triple threat between the women, kind of, kind of, you know, sketchy around the edges. There was a few botches, moves that didn't come off particularly well. I know there was a Ruby Riot, like Hurricane Rana. To Asuka, that looked a little choppy. They just didn't work together long enough. Ember Moon and Asuka have been working together for the past four months. And their chemistry was probably through the roof. And then they threw in these other two girls to kind of just extend the feud. So maybe Asuka finally loses in Brooklyn 3. You know, either before or after main roster call-up. And I just... It it seemed choppy. It, It did. Ember Moon was missing. And maybe those two go at it again. And Asuka gets her first loss. Maybe Asuka never loses. That'd be great, too. There was an article online that said Asuka was at 173 wins straight since joining the WWE. That would tie Goldberg's all-time record. Last night would have broken it with 174. And the Goldberg record, listen, I I wasn't old, per se, then. Um, I was a kid. But I know he ain't wrestled all 173 tour dates. Like, come on now. They were fudging the numbers in between. So the 173 and 0, all right, Goldberg. But you didn't wrestle all of those. Asuka's wrestled all of these between house shows, pay-per-view events, weekly NXT tapings. Um, yeah, you can go back and catalog all 173 matches. She did it. She hasn't lost yet. So that's one hell of a feat. That's something WWE should actually play up on. But, you know, Bill Goldberg's a saint now that he came back. So maybe they don't want to touch that record. So the women was like a nice palate cleanser. They were the sorbet of the card. 
And then we move on and we get the NXT title match. Yeah, it doesn't headline. It's the co-main Bobby Roode versus Kent. Oh, I almost said Kenta. Hideo Itami. And it was a cool match. You know, I expected to see him punk chance and all that stuff. They weren't too tough. They weren't too heavy. Kenta landed the go to sleep. I can't say Hideo Itami, can I? You know what? I don't care. It's my birthday. I do whatever the hell I want. Kenta landed a go to sleep. Uh, but Bobby Roode rolled out of the ring. That's his thing. It's cool. It's a good heel move. So people can't pin you after the finisher. Uh, Kenta went for a second one. Bobby Roode reversed it. Hit two glorious DDTs to end the match. Don't know where Hideo Tommy goes after this. It seems like he's on the fast track to a main roster call-up so he doesn't keep getting injured and wasting time in NXT. He's missed the boat with the rest of his guys by like a year now because of these injuries. It's just, if he doesn't have a real character or any real flair, is he going to get lost on the main roster? Is he going to get Apollo cruised? And after such a you know big debut at WrestleMania a couple years ago, and there was so much hype behind him that he lost the time, not in the ring, because he can still go in the ring. And that was probably Bobby Roode's best match in NXT. And considering some of the people he's faced, that's pretty good on the Tommy side. But it just seems like he lost two years of character development. And that's something you really need. So Bobby Roode is still your champion. There's a plenty, plenty of people who still chase him. Um, I'm not sure how long he keeps the strap, but they have to start pushing, you know, the Aleister Blacks, the Cassius Onos, the Drew McIntyres, these guys to the forefront. Um, Roddy Strong, who just had an amazing promo. And that'd be dope for Roddy to take the title just on, you know, just the, the feel good story from the bad man, Bobby Roode. And then see him go against someone like Aleister Black. It's time to make that next transition. And it's weird to say Bobby Roode's kind of like the last of the old guard because he came in so much behind everyone else. But he is. He's the last of like, you know, Samoa Joes and Nakamura and Finn Balor. That grouping, they came through and just wowed people. Now it's time for another group to come through and take over. And the names don't have to be household names like those guys were. But, you know, you got to build them into that. And the WWE is doing a good job with that. So Trips is doing a good job with that. I don't know about Vince. Uh, Trips is doing a good job with establishing these characters. Um, Cassius Ono has to lose some weight. I still, you know, I, I'm not a fan of fat boy Chris Hero. And they make him wrestle with a T-shirt on like he's an eight-year-old at the pool over the summer. But if he loses that weight, then maybe he gets a major push. If not, they signed Drew McIntyre and they returned Drew McIntyre to NXT. He seems to be taking off a little bit. He has that edge and he has that look. He's ready made. He is a ready made look for a champion. He just has to show that he learned enough in the indies to finally put that together. And he doesn't flame out like he did on his first main roster trip. And then moving forward to the main event, um, we had DIY versus Authors of Pain tag team ladder match. Started off a little slow. Uh, a lot of the ladders were kind of unnecessary, but then it really built. There were some great spots. Uh, Authors of Pain take bumps. That you really don't see monster heels take. Whether it's tag teams, uh, in general, solo guys, you don't see monster heels take these bumps. You don't see Brock Lesnar getting thrown through ladders. You you just don't. You don't see Nia Jax putting her body on a lot. You you don't see these larger-than-life characters. Maybe outside of the Big Show. Big Show's taking some crazy bumps in his day. Brock Lesnar broke the ring with him. Um, So did Braun Strowman. But outside of those guys... You really don't see it. So 
shout out to Big Show for always putting his body on the line. Right now, he's the slim show. But you look at it, authors of pain are learning how to wrestle in front of everyone's eyes, which isn't easy. But they had the look, they had the character, they pushed them right away, and then they said, go in there with these guys who can wrestle and learn how to wrestle. And they're doing that. They're putting on good matches. Last night, good main event. People were still wondering towards the end, authors of pain one seemed a little anticlimactic. Like, okay, cool, whatever. The little logo shows, and as soon as the logo flashes, we see Ciampa and Gargano kind of having their farewell hug. People are th- thinking they go into the main roster and all this stuff. Nope. Ciampa turns on Gargano. Perfect move. We finally get to see the Tommaso Ciampa of the Indies. Psycho killer chants everywhere. We get to see Johnny wrestling as a solo act. If you guys haven't seen Johnny Gargano outside of NXT, he is amazing. He is a real champion. Not like 205 Live or Cruiserweight. No. Johnny wrestling carried Evolve. And he can go and his character is super over. Think of Sami Zayn when he was in NXT. This guy could be outright NXT champion and probably will be if he stays down. But it seems like they want a main roster push for the both of the guys. They were in the Cruiserweight Classic. So maybe they go and revitalize. You know, 205 Live is good at the top. It's just the middle is a little shaky. So if they don't feel like developing those guys, you know, and the Alicia Fox angle and all this, hopefully Cedric Alexander comes back. But it's really like three or four top heavy, 205 Live. Adding these two immediately jumps that talent pool. So great turn. Johnny Gargano got put through tables. NXT was dope. Moving forward, we have Backlash tonight. Obviously, the biggest thing about Backlash, even with AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens, is the in-ring debut of Shinsuke Nakamura. I love that they're treating Nakamura like a star because he is but the casual fans who don't watch nxt who may not have the network had no clue this guy is he was in new japan he was in nxt that's all they know about he has a catchy song so far that's all they know they think he's michael jackson character you know they've given him the prince-esque moniker the artist known as shinsuke nakamura like that's what they're trying to market him as as far as broadcasters there's so much more to knock. He just oozes charisma, and people are kind of getting a sense of that. And the NXT fans in attendance at all these shows really help by singing the theme song and making it cool, and little kids want to sing the theme song. But really now they get to see the strong style Nakamura. <coughs> Excuse me. And Dolph Ziggler is the best jobber in the company. I've been saying it the whole time. Andres wants to kill me every time I say it. Dolph is exactly what he is. He's an amazing jobber. Uh, I'd say his ceiling is IC title, and I've been right about that since we've had this podcast. He's not a guy to hold the main strap, but he's going to make everyone he steps in the ring look amazing. He's a good jobber. There's nothing wrong with that. Ty Dillinger is going to be the resident jobber on SmackDown, which means hopefully Sami Zayn gets a major push at like IC t- champion or something soon. But, you know, right now, Right now, Dolph Ziggler still has to be the number one jobber on, the, on that side. And he does it well. He doesn't complain. They let him get his little movies off. So it should really help Shinsuke you know, just establish himself as a good wrestler in the ring. Because let's be honest, in NXT and New Japan sometimes, depending on opponent, Shinsuke will sleepwalk through a match. We saw that with Bobby Roode. And it's just like, oh, man, come on. You're better than that. So we, we really have to see it this time. 
But we'll run down the rest of the card. So we have Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English. Uh, Aiden English, you know, solo now, developing a new character. He's uh, no longer in the VOD Villains. He's like a singing guy, which is cool. Uh, the VOD Villains have kind of worn thin on people anyway. Expect Ty Dillinger to go over. Then we have Randy Orton. Oh, it jumped straight to the top. No, I can't do that one. Uh, Luke Harper versus Eric Rowan. I didn't even know this match was happening, right? But I'm hoping that somehow this ends in them announcing their tag team again and maybe getting back into the tag team picture. Lord knows the tag team division needs it. And then when there's another shakeup, they can go back with Bray Wyatt and bring the Wyatt family all back together and you can have a legit tag team and Bray as a top wrestler in the company. Then we have Baron Corbin versus Sami Zayn. Um, this has been building over the past couple of weeks. Sami's always getting whooped on. I expect Baron Corbin to win, which is sad. sad you know, I want Sami to get that push. This is why you split rosters, to give Sami a push. But when your main title is all messed up and, and on, what, probably the eighth and ninth best wrestler on that side of the roster, that's when you create problems and there's no room for the Sami Zayn's. And then we have Nakamura versus Dolph Ziggler. Expect it to be a good match. Hopefully, they give them time. That's all we want. 15 minutes, perfect. They don't need 20. They don't need 25. But just don't give them eight, nine minutes. 15 minutes, let them both go off. Let Nak show what he can do. Don't make it a squash match. Make it a legit match, and, and we'll be good. I want to see what Nak and Zayn had at NXT for Nak's debut. I want to see Ziggler bring that same level to the main roster. And what else do we have? Women, six women tag team match. Once again, the bathroom break. Um, SmackDown had something good going with Alexa Bliss. She moves rosters. Charlotte comes over. I don't like that they're doing this whole, you know, good guys versus bad guys angle. It's, it's too complicated. Just let the women star on their own. If anything, that's what NXT did or Raw did right. Every week it was one-on-one. Let's go at it. The belt changed hands a ton of time and all this stuff, but at least they showcased the women. Um, give me the good guys, Naomi, Charlotte, Becky Lynch. And I want to see Charlotte turn on Naomi. Give Charlotte the strap before Asuka comes up. So at SummerSlam, we can see those two go at it. What else do we have? We have the Usos, Suosos, versus Breezango. Breezango's actually been pretty dope. I, I like their little fashion reports and all that stuff. But this is just a placeholder for when the news day comes back. So right now, the Usos can chill, grab the titles. What happens to American Alpha? Am I the only people wondering this? No. You guys with me? Where's where's American Alpha at? So high in NXT. Great wrestlers. If they don't get a push on SmackDown in the next two or three months, I can see them breaking up. I can see Vince saying, you know what? Jason Jordan is just a star. Gable can't, you know, just hold him back. We can't get them over as a tag team. And they got to break up. Which would be sad because they're one hell of a tag team. So hopefully they get a push. I just Usos are the only heel champs there. So if the Usos drop the strap, it has to be to the new day, right? When when they come back. So I, I don't understand when is a good time for American Alpha to come and take the belts. Unless American Alpha has a heel turn against the New Day, which would be pretty dope. What else do we have? Kevin Owens, AJ Styles. Just gonna be a good match. 20, 25 minutes. Listen, it's going to be great. It's not going to be match of the weekend, but it's going to be great. These are one of the dream matchups that we've always wanted to see. Kevin Steen versus AJ Styles, indie dream five years ago. 
And now it's on the main roster and people are kind of like sleeping on it. Why? It's not. You don't have to be cool, kid. You can say like something's dope. You don't have to act like, oh, my God, it's on Raw, SmackDown. I hate it. Or the booking is horrible. Why is it for the IC title? Shut up. Stop finding all the negatives. Enjoy the match. I don't care if this was for a paper championship. I don't care if they had two Twinkies and a box of Domino's on the line. Whatever this was for, it's going to be great because we have two of the best wrestlers in the world. Two top five guys going at it. Enjoy it. Because right after it, you're going to watch Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal. Right? So you want to complain about something? Complain about that being your title picture. And hopefully Jinder Mahal goes over on Orton because Orton right now is super whack. The indie bashing online didn't help his character. Um, He's supposed to be a face. People really hate him after that shit. It just it makes no sense. Randy Orton has whacked himself out. So if they can take the belt off of him and have Jinder Mahal being the transitional champion for the next face to go and grab it, I don't care if it's AJ Styles. I don't care um, if it's Shinsuke Nakamura. One of them to have to go back and, and take that strap off Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton, gets recycled into a different feud, and we just move on from there. And probably bring back heel Randy Orton. I don't know. Let, or, let, let Baron Corbin and Randy Orton go at it or something. Two people I really don't care about. Waste Randy Orton against someone else. That's just how it has to go. And Jinder Mahal can be the guy who's just going to get beat again in a month. So that's the way I look at it. I don't expect anything good from Randy Orton versus Jinder Mahal. There's going to be a lot of run-ins. The the Singh brothers, a.k.a. the Bollywood boys, will run in Randy Orton and RKO both of them. And in the end, I hope Jinder Mahal wins. And I wouldn't be surprised by anything, though. I, I really wouldn't at this point. So that's what NXT, New Japan, and Backlash. For this weekend, I came to talk wrestling. I think I did that successfully. Um, not bad for it being by myself, right? Um, I'm sure Andreas will have a couple goddamn it Kel moments to say during that, but I don't care. By the time he listens to this, it'll be out. Ha ha. I do what I want. Um, before I go, though, I just want to touch on a couple other things. Uh, boxing last night, we saw, uh, I think it was Team Durrell. His uncle came out of the stands, punched dude in the face. That was hilarious. If you guys haven't seen it, it's all over the internet. Came and punched uh, his opponent in the face. I missed so much boxing yesterday. I saw that. Tell you that much. I saw Javante Davis completely wreck his opponent, too. Got to catch up on the Crawford fight. Uh, I've really just been enjoying my birthday weekend out here in L.A. Beautiful weather. Trying to go to the beach here in a second, actually. Chill. Enjoy that. Go to brunch. Uh, If you guys have been listening from the start, you know my original feelings on brunch. And I told Andres he was crazy for going to brunch and getting pedicures. And now I'm 29 years old. I'm washed. I'm in a loving relationship. And I take my ass to brunch. So look at that. I knew I was going to get washed one day. I'm just like old man Andreas in certain aspects. I'm just a little bit more cheery about it. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, MMA, no big news. It looks like Cody Garbrandt's pulling out of the fight at UFC 213, which sucks because I love a good card here in Vegas. And I just don't know if they're going to replace it. And the card for me is just going to be like, huh, okay. And when it's supposed to be the biggest card, uh, one of the biggest cards of the year, and it's always been, this one is going to fall short of that. What else do we have? Oh, no, wait. A little bit more wrestling before I get out of here. I forgot. So with all of these things and the roster shakeup and everything else, and we're two months removed from WrestleMania almost, I was looking at it, and this was about the time we were gearing up last year talking about the brand split. This is where we found out the brand split was coming. It was going to happen at the end of June. 
There was going to be a draft. We didn't know exactly what it entailed. But this is when the rumbling started going. So I look back at last year's brand split and the draft. And I was like, you know what? If they had a draft right now, all the talent you know, that came in, all the new talent, all the NXT call-ups, how would a draft happen if it happened today? So I wrote it up. I was going to probably try to put in an article, but I figure I share it with you guys first because if there's goddamn it hell moments, you guys will catch it, tag me, and I can you know finally tweak stuff. Or I could just tell you I don't care. That's how I feel, which often happens, but I, I love you guys' opinion. So last year, I'll go real quick through the picks. I'm going to go 1 through 10 on their picks um, and then talk a little bit and explain it. Well, uh, let me just go through all the picks from actually last year. All right. One, Seth Rollins. Two, Dean Ambrose. Three, Charlotte. Four, AJ Styles. Five, Finn Balor. Six, Roman Reigns. Seven, John Cena. Five, Brock Lesnar. Or excuse me, eight, Brock Lesnar. Nine, Randy Orton. Ten, The New Day. Eleven, Sami Zayn. Twelve, Bray Wyatt. Thirteen, Sasha Banks. Fourteen, Becky Lynch. Fifteen, Chris Jericho. Sixteen, Rusev and Lana. 17, The Miz, 18, Kevin Owens, 19, Baron Corbin, 20, Enzo and Cass, 21, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson, Um, 22, American Alpha, 23, Big Show, 24, Dolph Ziggler, 25, Nia Jax, 26, Neville, 27, Natalia, 28, Cesaro, 29, Del Rio, 30, Sheamus, Del Rio's not even in company anymore, and Natty somehow snuck into the top 30. What a travesty, right? So that's how it all shook down last year. I will say now the way I have it, I'll go through one through ten and then kind of explain the picks. So one, Shinsuke Nakamura. Two, Braun Strowman. Three, AJ Styles. Four, Finn Balor. Five, Seth Rollins. Six, The Miz. Seven, Roman Reigns. Eight, Kevin Owens. Nine, The Hardys. Ten, John Cena. So I don't have to be politically correct on this show. There's no women in my top 10 this year. It's just uh, not happening in a normal ass draft. It's just there's no one that caliber to compete with these. And there's also no tag teams or one tag team, the Hardys. And that's only contingent on them finally winning their broken characters from TNA and just going completely broken, which I can't wait for. But lawyers take some time. So Shinsuke to me is number one overall, and I'm. It's not because I'm buying into the hype of backlash and all that stuff. I think he's he has the potential of being the biggest star in the company, and I think they recognize that. I think his run on the top of NXT shows him that, and they have to give him that stage. So Nakamura number one compared to last year's number one Seth Rollins. I, I think that's pretty fair. And then two Braun Strowman, even though he's hurt, I don't care. Braun showed what he can have, and, and Braun was carrying Raw. And he's a beast in one year. He goes from not on, you know, any roster as far as being drafted. I believe last year he was drafted at 48. The steal of the draft. Second rounder, Braun Strowman, goes from 48 to 2. Three, AJ Styles, because he's AJ Styles. He moves up one spot. Uh, Finn Balor, which moves up one spot because I still believe in Finn. Great push. Seth Rollins. At five, the Miz at six because the Miz's work is undeniable at this point. Roman Reigns at seven, and I'm being generous with Roman, but he's the number one heel in the company. If you just look at it objectively, he gets the most reaction, the most boos. There's a reason people tune in to hate on Roman Reigns, and they keep pushing him, giving him every opportunity because that makes him a better and bigger heel. 
And Kevin Owens at eight. It's a little low for KO, but last year he got drafted at 18. So I think he fits in nicely there. The Hardys at nine. Once again, if they're broken in 10, John Cena, because he's John Cena. I don't care if he takes six months off a year. When he comes back, he's killing it. Uh, you know, he did his little proposal and that was all fine and dandy. But his real work from last year was against AJ Styles. And I expect him to go against, you know, maybe Samoa Joe at some point this year or Shinsuke Nakamura and just test his skills again against the best in the world and come through with great matches. 11 through, what, 20? Let's go. Samoa Joe at 11, 12, Brock Lesnar, 13, The New Day, 14, Charlotte, 15, Neville, 16, Dash and Dawson, 17, Bray Wyatt, 18, Dean Ambrose, 19, Sami Zayn, 20, Jinder Mahal. Yes, Jinder Mahal is on my list. Because I like this push. I like what they're doing. I like, you know, Middle Eastern Del Rio character. It's not bad. Uh, I, I can really say that Jinder Mahal's found, like, a nice little niche as a character. Can he wrestle? Nah, he can't wrestle to save his life. But as a character, he's all right. I want to see him develop. I, I'll give him a spot on my list. Uh, Samoa Joe's at 11. So that's as good as you can really hope for for Samoa Joe, right? The people ahead of him, it's hard to beat out. Brock Lesnar is 12. I don't care that he's champion. Guy wrestles... What, three weeks total out of a year. He's lucky he's on my list at all. Get the damn belt off him. 13, the New Day. When they come back, they'll be great for SmackDown. Charlotte, she needs a major push on SmackDown, but she's the best women's wrestler in the company. Maybe second to Asuka, but listen, we might get their feud here shortly, so that'll be great. Dash and Dawson, I don't care that they're injured. They are an amazing tag team. Dash and Dawson versus the Hardys would be great, and I expect them to come back from injury and not miss a beat. Bray Wyatt. He was on Bray, you know, House of Horrors probably aside. Um, the character of Bray Wyatt's great. He was good as champion, didn't have a long enough run. So I, I'd like to see him still stay on the top of a card. Him versus Finn Balor, something I'm really looking forward to. We have Dean Ambrose. Okay, because Dean is Dean. He just gets grandfathered in off his shield run. 19, Sami Zayn, push Zayn. And yeah, Jinder was at 20. So we have 21, Cesaro and Sheamus. 22, Randy Orton. 23, Alexa Bliss. 24, Usos. 25, Enzo and Cass. 26, Baron Corbin. 27, Austin Aries. 28, Sasha Banks. 29, Ty Dillinger. 30, Naomi. So if you notice, a lot of people that didn't make the list. It's a cold, cold world out here. Rusev didn't make my list. American Alpha didn't make the list. Uh, as far as people who got drafted last year, Luke and Gallows didn't make the list. Dolph Ziggler didn't make the list. Big Show didn't make the list. Nia Jax didn't make the list. Shit happens. But this is what happens when you get an influx of talent. People got to step up their games, and some didn't. Cesaro and Sheamus have been a good tag team, serviceable. Looking for the split again here soon, but no rush. I think they're working good together. Randy Orton, I could have left his ass off the list, but he's a champion. So you got to fit somewhere. You know, putting the champion at 22 is pretty damn disrespectful, if you ask me. Alexa Bliss at 23. Alexa, second best woman worker in the company. Um, probably past Sasha Banks. What Sasha Banks should have been. As heel Sasha Banks is what Alexa Bliss is. So they really should move Sasha to SmackDown. But it, I guess they're trying to work this whole Sasha is still a nice girl angle, which isn't going far. She needs to turn. And then the Usos. I really like the Usos. So Usos have been doing their thing. Good heel tag team. So they get a spot. A lot of people would leave them off. Not me. Enzo and Cass. It's Enzo and Cass. Enzo on the mic is golden. They could have been higher. 26, Baron Corbin. They're giving Baron Corbin one hell of a push. Big Bad Wolf going bald. But 
but he's still a serviceable heel. Big body type. I'll replace him when we get some of the NXT guys up. You know, the Drew McIntyres, the Cassius Onos, you know, the bigger guys with that similar body type. Yeah, then Baron Corbin is going to be obsolete. Sasha Banks at 28. It hurts my heart to put Bay this low, but she hasn't been doing anything. 29, Ty Dillinger. I'm a Ty Dillinger mark, so I'm drafting him. I damn near sure drafted him at 10 just for, you know, cohesion and character development, but John Cena had to be there. So, Ty Dillinger falls at 29. 30, Naomi. Uh, she's women's champion. She's surprised me. Dre's been saying that she could be a women's champion and give a good run and a good push, and he was right. So, I'll eat my words on that. She's been very good, and... Now she's just going to have to make way for Charlotte to take the strap and battle Asuka. So that, that's going to be a fun little feud there, too. But Naomi's done a good job with her title run. So that's me redrafting a draft for 2017. If we had one today, if you don't agree with it, let me know. If you do agree with it, let me know. If you didn't like the podcast, I don't care. It's my birthday. I could do whatever I want. Thank you guys for listening to this mini episode of The Corner. We'll be back on Wednesday. Me, Andreas Hale. Whoever else we feel like bringing in, we're going to bring the show every Wednesday like we've been promising. We're getting our schedules right, really hitting the summer at 100%. I'm still working on those live watch podcasts. So when we have big events, I can just stream live and you guys can like tune in and talk to us and do whatever we want. I'm just trying to find the best platform. If you guys have any suggestions, let me know. I'm looking at several, but whichever one's easiest for you guys. You know, I want to make it accessible on Twitter and, you know, social media and just drop our link and so it's an easy click and you guys can come in and you know type stuff to us or possibly you know have your voice on we just got to figure out what platform allows us to do it the best way possible and so you guys can feel like you're watching these events with us and you don't have to wait until the next wednesday to get our genuine reaction so hit, hit me up follow the podcast on social media at the corner lsn on all platforms me at kel dansby on everything Old Man Andreas, who isn't here right now, because I did this as a surprise, and I'm going rogue, but you can follow him at Andreas Hill on all platforms. Until Wednesday, we're out. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough, and the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you, so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.